and welcome to the podcast. I'm Risa. I'm the other one. And we're the Chromeister sisters. As a reminder, this podcast is rated T for teen for strong language and mature themes. You don't like that? Well, you know, you better get out of here because we are gonna lay it in tonight. Yeah. Um, but if uh, you wanna you wanna go listen to a, a family friendly uh, podcast about Nancy Drew, then head on over to uh, Tammy Tucky's podcast Unlocked, where she talks to people about things and stuff. You okay there? I am fine. I I tried to pr- say her name was Kentucky Fried Turkey. <laughs> and I don't know why. Okay, this bodes well. I'm sorry, well. Tammy Tucky. We we love you, Tammy Tucky. So I, we yeah, want you're you fine. to know. Yeah, you're fine. Don't worry about. <laughs> that's why we sh- that's why we promote your podcast every time. Yes. We should also find other Nancy. There are other Nancy Drew podcasts. Yeah. I wonder if there are other like family-friendly ones, because most of the other ones I've seen are also, like, not. (laughs) It's just, it's just, like, us, you know? So, yeah. But that's okay. So what are we talking about today, sister? Uh, well, we're talking about something genuinely near and dear to our hearts, and also something that just, things that have bugged us for a while, certain isms in, uh, Nancy Drew. Ageism and ableism. Yeah, these are the two isms that we're uh, tackling on tonight's podcast. Yeah, um, we're, we're going to let the other ones sit to the side for a little bit. Yes. So we have in the past talked in passing about the ableism in the Nancy Drew games that are it, it just permeates the entire series, right? And also the ageism that is associated with it because there is, there's a big mm-hmm. mix of the two that I think, I mean, we're going to talk about it, so it's okay. But (laughs) we just want to, like, we're not, like, being, like, her interactive, you're terrible, you're awful, we hate you. We're just, like, these are the things that need to be addressed. Yes. And in the fandom as well. Like, it's not just about how they're treated in the games. It's also, we're going to be talking about how they're treated by the fandom. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, so... Just if if you're if you're probably not interested in in, in uh, hearing about this, or you know you you think that um, there's enough accommodation, you know things like that, then this is probably not the episode for you. No, it's you know? definitely the episode we'll for you. You specifically need to listen to this episode. Yeah. If yeah. you are annoyed about the subject matter. Yeah. Because you don't think it matters, then you need to listen to this episode, <laughs> like, <laughs> to be real. Uh, yeah. Because fine. fellow disabled people know this. Yeah. <laughs> We're just preaching to the choir with them. True, true. So just, like, I'm just going to start it off by saying, like, backstory, Ariana and I are both disabled. We yeah. have been our whole lives. We have a genetic condition called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. It's a connective tissue disorder, and it means that all of the collagen in our body is just, it's broken. So we have been in chronic pain our entire lives and Mm -hmm. it has affected what we can and can't do. And it's part of why we play the Nancy Drew games instead of a lot of other video games, because they are mostly accessible for people with mobility issues like Mm -hmm. like we have. Because like as children, we were playing games more that would hurt our hands and stuff. But as adults, (laughs) it's like, you know, (laughs) yeah. Um, I tried playing Phasmophobia 
and it hurt my pinky from oh. trying to hold it down so I could be running. So I figured out how to use the controller to play it. That's good. Mostly. <laughs> so where do we want to get started in this? So let's just start at the start of, of where you started listing things, because I feel like yeah. this is as good a way as any to go down. Yeah. Talk so, about how it exists in the games. Yeah. So with disability in the games specifically, there are no, as Ariana puts in the, our notes, there are no canon disabled characters mm-hmm. in the Nancy Drew games. Like, specifically, we are saying that this is what's happening. The most we get is May. Um and we'll talk more about her. Um, mm-hmm. But we just have her having, like, it's it's kind of like, it's implied she has PTSD, but mm-hmm. the only thing that we're actually saying is that she has been disfigured. Like, that is, that has happened. She disfigured in quotations. Yeah, because just, by the way. <laughs> it That's just the actual term that people often use to describe mm-hmm. that situation. Um but other than that, all we have are things that are implied, and the biggest thing that we see that is the biggest issue is that neurodivergency, so people who are neurodivergent are people, it's um, ADHD and autism are the two like main mm-hmm. ones that are like, um, how do I put it? Talked they're the about most, right now. Yeah, they're the most uh, easily accessible. To, yeah. to people and so it's just like that they're they're the easiest to point out without um bordering on a certain offensive level <laughs> yeah so we do have some characters in the games who are coded as neurodivergent and the main issue there is that it's often used as a punchline yeah um you, you know them as the kooky characters or the you know weird uptight character <laughs> Yeah. So specifically in replaying Deadly Device, um, as when I was doing my 100% playthrough, just noticing how much. So Mason, they're trying to make him out like, trying to make him out to have obsessive compulsive disorder. But mm-hmm. what they do is they have made a very convincing autistic man, and then yes. the entire point is to laugh at his discomfort. And to think that uh, it's okay to try to to, to force a, a disturbance in his order, yeah. which uh, to think that that he is um, suspicious because of his peculiarity as well yeah. is is sorry just, i'm fine <laughs> it's just so frustrating that they have taken his character and for one thing they kind of make it just like he's an asshole and yeah. so we should we should be happy making fun of him like yeah. as someone who actually has so i have obsessive compulsive disorder um i have my entire life and I know that, that that's what they're trying to do because mm-hmm. he likes things in place. But as someone with OCD, that's not what OCD is like. No. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what a compulsion is. That's not what the obsessive thoughts are. No. So it's just, for one thing, I'm already just, like, offended on my own <laughs> behalf of why are we trying to make OCD 
into a punchline to begin with, and then they're not even doing it right, and instead they're also throwing autistic people under the bus as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it is It is really a, a double whammy, that one. <laughs> or, well, it's more like a, like a, it, it, that's a hat trick. That, that's like three in one right there. <laughs> yeah. It's, um. but yeah. So, Deadly Device has that, and it also has Ryan, who is mm. then coded as having ADHD. Which, yeah. like, valid. <laughs> like, yeah. Not objecting to that particular. No. <laughs> the way that they play it as, like, the lol omg so random is mm-hmm. what is harmful there that's the that's the stereotype in there that is harmful to people with adhd especially if they're seeing it in a way that is making it out to be a joke when yeah. that's something that actually just affects their life um and we have several characters who are specifically adhd kind of coded we have mm-hmm. hotchkiss as well which she's definitely going to be a part of our ageism discussion as well. But <laughs> yeah. I do want, she's obvious, like, her memory problems, the fact that she just goes off on rants and stuff. Like, we're supposed to think that this is funny and or mm-hmm. annoying. Yes. Because, yeah, it, it, Nancy can sound, like, super just annoyed with her. And it's like, maybe, maybe just be understanding. <laughs> It's not like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a huge issue with what we're talking about right now is that if all of these things were in the game on their own, it wouldn't be so bad if we didn't have Nancy, the player insert, acting the way she does towards them. Like, specifically going out of her way to, like, bug Mason. Getting annoyed about specifically, like, Hotchkiss forgetting her name. And it's like, Hotchkiss has a lot of things on her mind. She's not... (laughs) Your name is not the most important one. Uh, I... As somebody named Ariana, the amount of names I get called instead of my own name, you just let it slide. You just don't give a shit. Yeah, pretty much. There's one guy who was convinced my name was Diana, and then when somebody called me Ariana in front of him, he was astounded at at my reacting to it, like it was my (laughs) name. Yeah. Yeah. So, the other person I want to talk about in this situation is Sunny June, Mm -hmm. who... Gets, oh man, being on Tumblr when the Shattered Medallion came out and yeah. being part of the Nancy Drew community when Shattered Medallion came out was, oh man, that was bad. Like, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you guys. That was incredibly upsetting to watch people tearing down Sunny June because yes. he wasn't the person they wanted him to be. And... Mm-hmm. They were all, I guess, a huge portion of the fandom was looking forward to Sunny. For some reason, they thought he was going to be, like, some kind of, like, heartthrob dude. Like, what You've seen his cartoons, right, guys? Like, we know who Sunny has been, and he's always, like, implied to be, like, at least with all of, all of the notes we find of his 
and the fact that he goes from job to job to yeah. job. He <laughs> was already coded as having ADHD. Yeah. So why, when he shows up, then actually, like, Presents. presenting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those symptoms? Like, suddenly it was, it was, it was really, really bad and disheartening to see. Yeah. That was and, a rough time. <laughs> and honestly, with Sunny June, I don't think that in game he is treated as poorly as he was by the fandom. Like, Nancy's yeah. definitely Nancy judgmental bitch about it. Right. <laughs> but at least, like, it's not, like, we're at least supposed to empathize with him. As opposed to, like, Mason, where we're not. <laughs> but the way that he was just torn apart for all of these things was just... Yeah. Like you said, disheartening. It was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Sitting over here, same symptoms, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing, is that so many... Like, I know so many people in the, in the Clue crew who have ADHD, so... <laughs> It's like, I mean, Nancy Drew is one of those things where a lot of people who are into Nancy Drew are, are neurodivergent <laughs> because, I mean, it's a, it's a very, it's been a special interest for many girls in the last 80 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's something I knew girls in elementary school who were obsessed, read and collected every single book, you know, <laughs> it's, it's been like that for generations at this point. So if you think that you're going to look around in the community and think that everyone there is neurotypical, you're you're wrong. And it's a very weird assumption to make. Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah. So with the, the specifically the neurodivergencies as punchlines is something that's been really really um, difficult to deal with. Mm -hmm. But they use generally mental health like all mental health as also mm -hmm. a punchline in a way. And I think Thornton Hall is the one that really bothers me. Yes. And I understand that Harper is the character herself is wanting to use humor to mm -hmm. like as a defense mechanism. I get that. But they also try to pro play off Harper as just she's a crazy lady and she's yeah. doing crazy people things. Yeah. This That's the witch lady, you know? Yeah. And also it, with Colton as well. Yeah. He's for, for one thing, he is completely stigmatized for having gotten help. Yeah, which like I understand that in the writing in Thornton Hall, right? It is very obvious, like, they were trying to include that Colton had an experience that was traumatic. So he has PTSD, and it has now caused him to have anxiety for the rest of his life. Like, these are things that happened. He then went and got help for it because he's an adult and made a mature decision to do so, right? Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, it's still treated as, like, we should be, like, afraid of him. Yeah. Like, the the implication that maybe he was dangerous to Jessalyn because of yeah. this. Yeah. It, 
it, it, it's again the same as as with Mason. It's 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 the it's sort of a, a criminalization of, of of you know. <sighs> yeah, that is interesting. <clears> hmm. <throat> Sorry, I'm 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 just also finding like gender correlations, and it's yeah. like oh. And that's why I mean that's also part like soapbox Crazy here, but that's men why are dangerous. Yeah, men don't mm. get help in real life. Yeah, because of these these stigma of mm-hmm. that men shouldn't like get help or if you're crazy then you're just dangerous and this is yeah. like the idea that oh god that it's just the more i think about it the more upsetting it is to me because mm-hmm. it's important to show characters who do get help and everything like that so other people can think if that like if they relate to that at all they should also looking into get getting help and it's just, <sighs> yeah. In the in the case of Thornton Hall, I think there were good intentions, absolutely, on but a certain level. It just didn't come across in a way that was. That I think didn't it was very studio um, yeah. hands. That's yeah. sort of how it feels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um. Chat has asked, chat asked just real quick, do you think Quigley Kim is neurotypical? No. Quigley Kim, bugs are her special interest. We're there. (laughs) I'm just the, also just the amount of people I know in STEM fields who Mm -hmm. are autistic. Um, like, it's specifically a lot of the women that I know in STEM fields specifically are autistic. Yeah. So it's just you have to choose neurodivergent. Yes. Sorry. It's just one of those things that you see a lot. You know? Yes, exactly. Nicole the pickle. <laughs> Women can't have autism and men don't need mental health help. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. Obviously she said that with sarcasm. She said it with sarcasm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But that kind of like moving on to the next bit is talking Mm -hmm. about ageism because a huge amount of the ageism in these games have to do with ableism. Yes. So we have two types of old people in Nancy Drew games. We have the grump or we have the crazy. Mm -hmm. If you look through every single (laughs) Nancy Drew game and you look to see like which one are they? The co- the kook or the grump? Mm-hmm. Which yep. one? Because you'll be able to put every single one of them into that. <laughs> I mean, Millie Strathorn. She's the kook. The kookiest kook. Yes. Then we get we get Hotchkiss, a kook. A kook. You know, and just going on. It's just, and Henrik is a grump. Dexter is a grump. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you just keep going on. And, and then we have Joseph. Also. <sighs> Joseph is, is uh, the kook in this case. The but, dangerous kook, in fact. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, most of the old people, right, that we play off of that we're, we're supposed to think are crazy, right? We have Hotchkiss and Casey Porterfield specifically having Mm -hmm. memory issues. Mm -hmm. And 
we also have like um Millie is like completely mm-hmm. just wrapped up in her own world and yeah. it's kind of implied that she is senile. Yeah. Because in Nancy Drew, you're either grumpy or you're senile. And we'll present it in a funny way. Yeah. Because our... (sighs) We have no use for these old people and their fading life. Yeah. I mean... This thing we are all slowly marching towards. (laughs) Like, right off. (laughs) And it's just, you... The fact that we're seeing it so strongly in what is honestly children's media, you know, these games are definitely, you know, Ariana and I are no longer the target demographic. Uh, Recognize it. (laughs) (laughs) But they're geared towards children and then they're just reinforcing these same crazy, like, senile is funny, right? And so many of, so many children have experience in having a grandparent or knowing a grand mm-hmm. someone else's grandparent who is going they're going senile. Yeah. And it's just you see that kind of thing like when I was teaching dance. Um I showed up one day with my cane because I had dislocated my hip. So I needed my cane. So I showed up um I was technically a cheerleading class and the, <laughs> Some of the girls, yeah, I know, isn't that great, cheerleading with a cane? Um, But one of the girls immediately tried to take my cane and pretend to be an old person. (laughs) Yeah. And when I looked at her and after getting my, like, you do not touch my cane, I was like, why do you think that's funny? She's like, because old people. I was like, do you think that feels good to older people if you say that and just like the look on her face of just like but they're old people right (laughs) so the more that we put that kind of thing in into media the more it's going to make children act like old people are just funny for being crazy and we shouldn't care about them because they're not useful anymore Hmm. we should put them in old folks homes out of sight out of mind yep Like, especially with knowing that Joseph then is, like, a lot of people, God, how do I even put this? In the fandom, (laughs) he is treated like he should have just been put in. Yes. And... I don't know how to talk to you you guys about <laughs> institutionalism. Yeah. And just specifically putting your seniors in these care homes that mm-hmm. we especially now after during this pandemic. Yes. We know that they are just absolutely underfunded, understaffed and constantly having issues and elderly abuse and stuff like that going on. Yes. Unfortunately, I answer for a lot of uh, of law offices and the number of 
elder abuse cases that are being brought in and nursing home cases. Uh, unfortunately, the number of them that involve them dying is yeah. atrocious. Depressing. Yeah. Uh, you know, but that's what we're here for. That's what we're talking we about We are here right to bring you right the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. Joseph needed people to look out for him. That was that was a bad thing that happened, but at least nobody got hurt. And yeah. so what he needed was to be taken care of by yeah. people. Not not stuck in a home, just he he needed to be have people understand and assist him. Yeah, because that's the thing is that if he had been like, if he had everything he had needed and wasn't just being left to, like. Yeah. Whatever, you know. I I don't know. People will find any reason to hate Joseph. Yeah. And on specifically Tumblr, it was just one of those places. Instagram is actually really bad, too. Um. Instagram yeah. is pretty fucking bad when I when I'm looking around seeing the major major hate going on on child characters too. So like yeah. that hate Freddie gets. That's I, I mean, don't that's, understand that. Freddie is a fucking joy. Yeah. I love Freddie and I will die for her. Yeah, and Lucas is fantastic as well. Lucas I, is I love awesome. him. So yeah. Just a but yeah, that's a uh, old people is a punchline. Old people is a punchline. It's not great, um, and it's easy as fuck to avoid. You just mm-hmm. don't. You just don't write it. You just don't do it. It's, it's real don't... simple, guys. Just don't do it. <sighs> but that brings us to, um, you know, because we're talking about what's in the games, but what isn't in the games any representation <laughs> no i was trying to think through the games right i was like do what character like there has to be right a character has to be disabled in some way right oh by the way just aside we use identity first language on this podcast because that is like yes. what the disability community at large uses when i say the disability community i mean the community not Every single disabled person says uses identity first language. I'm saying the community in general. Yeah. The people who interact the in the com- community <laughs> are pretty much in agreement that identity first language is less harmful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't think of a single disabled character. <laughs> Not like we don't even have any hard of hearing characters. No, that would I know. Be- an incredibly easy thing to include. It's super. Honestly, I, I glasses. That's the only thing we get. We get people with glasses. Yeah, that's the closest we get. We get people with glasses and people who are kind of hard of hearing, but also have memory problems. So it could be either one for them. Yeah. So it's like, it's not a difficult thing to have in the game, especially since you could, you have characters sitting all the time. Why is no one in a wheelchair? Wheelchairs are hard to. Uh hard to model uh, it, it, these people are modeling chairs they don't get to choose just put some <laughs> fucking wheels on it <laughs> i mean and you don't even have to 
like, you don't even have to, like, say even why, you know? You don't have to, like, go into it. No. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, if you had they someone have using it a wheelchair, a, you don't even have to talk a, like, yeah. Some people are born without the use of their legs. Some, some people, people can't stand up for yeah. long periods of time because they pass out or mm-hmm. they dislocate things if they're standing. Yeah. It's too, it's hard to walk in a way that y- y- you, you can technically do it, but it's going to take you longer and cause you pain or uh, like extreme discomfort. So we, all of these people like exist and you don't even have to, you don't even have to talk about it. Yeah, you don't. (laughs) It doesn't have to be like part of their character. You know what I mean? (laughs) Those were obvious air quotes for people listening. Yeah. (sighs) They, they almost made a character with albinism and they wanted to make it like clear that we, they had to make it a part of the story that she has albinism. Yeah. And, and that, you, that's not how representation works. No. That's demonstrative as opposed to I- inclusionary. Yeah. You, you want to, it's bullshit. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. You know what? It would not be hard to have an amputee character either. Yeah. They suck at drawing arms anyway. Just have one person have, have a part of an arm. I mean, yeah. And that doesn't, like... Easier to animate. <laughs> it's just... I don't know. There's so much that is so easy to do. Like, just literally slapping a hearing aid on someone. Yeah. Bam. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just immediately. I just, the reason that this is important, right, is because there are people like we were, like little disabled girls, not seeing ourselves anywhere. Yeah. So we just thought it was normal. And that we just weren't, like, cut out for it. We're just whiners, right? Everyone else is having these same difficulties. Yeah. But if we had been able to see people like ourselves, we might have figured things out sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, I know... Oh, man. It would have been so easy. Honestly, all it took was, was seeing um, Theo Huxtable on, on the Cosby show to for me to go, Oh, I'm dyslexic. Oh, everything makes sense now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So... That's all yeah. it takes. Just a I little. I mean, if I had seen if I had seen more people, young people using canes, yes, I would have not hurt myself as much as I did, mm-hmm. because it to me it was like I can still walk. It's incredibly painful. I can't do it very far, but I'm not that bad. I don't need a cane. People my age don't need canes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I like how we, like, started in really hot, and now we're just, like, getting so sad. 
sad the whole just, rest of the time. We're just like, fuck, man, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, our other than characters, like, representation, mm-hmm. we have also talked about accessibility of the games. Because they have gotten better over the years. Mm-hmm. But Slightly worse in mid. Yes. Well, there are also better things that happened in Midnight in Salem. Like, we did we did get the ability to uh, just click on something and say read, and mm-hmm. that would come up in a normal font. That was good. That was, that was a great step forward. Other things that they do really well, though, we've said this before, they, they do include subtitles for everything, including yes. sound effects. Yes. Um, which can be really silly if you don't think about it, and you're like, it you know, weird noises or something like that, <laughs> right? And it's it's funny and everything. It's funny because this is what they decide the descriptor is. Yeah, but it's also like that's useful for people who can't yeah, hear. Absolutely, because then, uh, then then you know what it's supposed to be. Like if you're hard of hearing in some way, or like have an auditory processing disorder or something having the words there to tell you what it what it means like that's helpful especially when they do things like the blee blah blue stuff in creature of kapu cave yeah that's rough i would not have known what it was unless Mm -hmm. it said it yeah so but what could what could we still ask of them for accessibility like or accessibility (laughs) and inclusion right what is something that if her interactive looked at us today and said what can we do to make the games better Mm -hmm. in this way at least i would say having um better controls yeah for the game it it ends up being um hard for like Mobility, like that's yes. not mobility. Dexterity. Dexterity. That's the word. Well, I mean, <laughs> say, I mean, same basic word. Yeah. But, like sometimes what seems to be something anyone can do, you have to make sure that it actually is for everyone. Yes. Because things like the um, the katakana. That you have to write out Nancy's name. Oh my name, god. Right? That is just an accessibility nightmare. Because, like, as someone with a slight shake in my hands, mm-hmm. it's impossible. Yeah, same. It... And it really, I really can't do it in, um, th- that's one of the stupidest things. If you're playing with a mouse, and you're left-handed... You're, you're probably not going to have a left-handed mouse. Nobody does. Yeah. Like, they tried to push that in the 90s, and then, like, nobody caught... It didn't catch on at all, so we all just stuck with the right hand. Um, just those weird assholes have, have left-handed ones. <laughs> so, but <laughs> your dexterity is going to be different on your non-dominant hand. Yeah. And I don't think right-handed <sighs> people often think about how much the world is made for them. Yeah. It is um. made for you, right-handed people. <laughs> I do not fit in here. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, pretty much. But what else would we... I, I mean, for me, just include a disabled person. Yeah. And maybe... I, we've already given examples of how they could... They yeah. could... <sighs> they could do it with very little effort of, like, on their part to go towards making it, like, disability rep, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just takes, like, two seconds. Just, you know, have a character. I don't know how hard it just... It's just, like... I guess I just don't understand how it can be so difficult to... I guess that's because I'm, I'm... I am disabled, and I am, like... I, I have all of these things. <laughs> so I think about about them and I think about other people with different circumstances because I know what that I'm my, I'm different. So yeah. I guess also something that you should do her interactive is um try to hire more diversely and you might get that kind of feedback. And maybe listen to the people who are trying to, like, I don't know, maybe people who originally had the idea for Midnight in Salem. Like, maybe, maybe you should have listened to their input. (laughs) And it wouldn't have been a shit show. Just a thought. So that's, that's what we have for them? I think that's, that's, uh, that's most of my notes, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that's, uh... That's our our thoughts on ageism and ableism in the Nancy Drew games. And if you guys have another point you'd like to bring up, please let us know. You can contact us on our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Discord, Twitch, YouTube, and our fancy website, chromeistersisters.knifefightclub.com. You can also find us on your... I'm very proud of you, sister. Thank you. <laughs> you can also find us on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. And in those places, you can r- review us and maybe also, you know, comment on, on, yeah, they talked about this. I don't know. Like, just talk us up, you know. <laughs> you know, just just be our, our, little, our little hype people. Yeah. So yeah, you can subscribe to us on Twitch to get access to our cute little wine glass emote, our Scopa emote, and that's tier two, our peace out emote. You also get access to our backer channel on our Discord and podcast night VODs. Or you can support us over on patreon.com slash sisters to get access to podcast night VODs, the backer <laughs> channel in the Discord, stream cat pictures, and you can even tell us what to talk about. Goddamn. So yeah, as a reminder, I'm Risa. I'm Ariana. And we're the Crowmeister Sisters, and we're asking you guys to stay sleuthy. Um, hold on. Bless you. Um, <laughs> he's cooking my dinner. <laughs> Valid. I need him to stay alive. Um, <laughs> also, he has to open all the jars for me, especially right now. <laughs>